When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get into some of these teams, man. Uh, we've identified a few teams, and of course, of course, I got to start with one team, and that's the Jets. Okay, the yes, Jets. Sir. I think I think with both of us would agree that they have uh, improved. Uh, but I'm gonna let you go ahead and take that one away, Lawrence, because I yeah, have yeah, spoken man. way too much about the Jets this offseason. Yeah. yeah, shout out to yo uh, New York Jets, man. And while while this there's a lot of teams that improved offensively. Right now, the Jets only made one major change, right? But it's at the quarterback position, and it's the biggest jump uh, we've seen, uh, you know, this offseason from, you know, switching quarterbacks. Like the Saints went from Andy Dalton to Derek Carr. That's not a big jump. This is a, the Jets making this jump means that there's when they were seven and two, and when they were seven and three, having Aaron Rodgers give them a chance to make that playoff push. I know a lot of people don't want the Jets to make the playoffs because they got Aaron Rodgers, but see, folks just got to get out of their feelings about what they feel about him off the field, right? You know, had a down year uh, last year in Green Bay. He just ran his course there. Now he's got new life, and hell, I, he excited about it, you know? He going back to number eight like he was in college. You got Garrett Wilson, who I feel like could be a top 10 receiver uh, in fantasy uh, this season, hell, you saw what he did with the quarterback carousel already. So, getting that stabilization at that position in in the big and with that big gap uh, of talent, you know, uh, is that that's big for me, and it'll be big for the Jets. You got defense on the other side to complement that as well. Let's get Brees Hall back healthy. So, you know, once you get all that going, man, it, it'll be a, a solid offense and. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I say, the 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 division is gonna be it's gonna be something. It's gonna Hell be yeah. something. Hell yeah, I can't wait to watch, man. I mean, it's sorry for the Patriots. Order. Sorry, Patriots. Yeah. You ain't in this. You ain't Patriots. Yeah. You ain't in this AFC. You ain't you ain't in this thing. I'm my bad, Billy. They like to say they like to say, oh, you remember how they used to be? Like, you got Bill Belichick week three, like, yeah. Yep. Who the quarterback? Is it Tom Brady? No, it ain't not. Who the cornerback? Stephon Gilmore at why he defensive player? No. Nope. So it ain't just, oh, you got to play Belichick. Nah, it ain't like that no more. It ain't like it's that. Not. But yeah, man. Well, you know what? At least the Patriots ha- now have a real offensive coordinator. So maybe we'll actually see a little bit of a real offense, you know, this year. You know, a con- yeah, an offense that can actually put some points on the on the board. But we'll see. We'll They're see definitely be better. 
Oh, what well, no, no doubt about it, man. They they, they put a defensive coordinator uh, at their OC and, and made him call plays. So that was that was an interesting move right there. I'm not sure what that was about, uh, especially with a young quarterback. Did not get that at all. Um, but the Jets, man, like you know that de- you mentioned the defense. They added Chuck Clark to that defense, got him for for cheap with, on the Ravens. He's great, gonna start. great ad back there. Yeah, man. I mean, they had they, they had Ash and Davis there. You know, a, a young guy, but like. You know, if you have an opportunity to to you know trade a seventh round pick for a player like Chuck Clark, you have to do that. So I think their defense could take a step forward. Obviously, you know, Quinnen's looking for his deal. Hopefully they give it to him soon. But uh he's gonna, you know, most likely be playing for the Jets this year regardless. Yeah, it'll it'll um, happen, man. It, this all that's all part of the happen. drama. All it part of all the, the time. drama. I love it. And I tweeted today, I said, Oh, this is great. Like they're actually part, you know, the, he's at that stage now where he took the Jets off his Twitter profile. That means they're close. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> that means, right, right. I mean, that means they're close to a deal. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously you're taking this Jets team to a different level. So now, you know, they added Alan Lazard, right, which is a very solid, you know, wide receiver ad right there. So you got Gary Wilson, Alan Lazard, Corey Davis. They added Nicole Hartman. That doesn't make them worse. That makes, you know, that gives them, you know, a, a, not a huge contributor, but you know, someone who can make splash plays here and there. That's what you need. A lot of I times, like right? them keeping Corey Davis too, because they really don't have it's not gonna kill them in the cap, like as far as mm-hmm. cap penalties go, right? But I like keeping him. He just had problems with injuries. Like he started off the first four weeks mm-hmm. of 2022 as their top receiver, whether it was fantasy, football, whatever. He was putting up the numbers for that first month of the season. Then he got hurt. I guess it gave time, you know, it gave time for Garrett Wilson to emerge, but he was, you know, Corey, uh, Corey Davis was in and out of the lineup. So if you could keep him healthy, he definitely like he in the rotation. Cause they ain't just going to keep him by mistake. You feel me? And he's going to have some surprise fantasy games too, man. Like don't count him out. You can remember his quarterback is Aaron Rodgers now. Okay. So like, yeah. don't count him out at all. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, now, you know, the fact that they, they got rid of, Elijah Moore, you know, I feel like once they did that, they traded him to Cleveland. I feel like at that point, you, you got to keep, you know, Davis. Otherwise, that that depth, you know, becomes really thin. Um, they added Izzy Panikanda to, like, you know, back up, you know, Breeze Hall a little bit because he's coming off that ACL injury. But now they got Michael Carter. They got Izzy. They got Zonovan Knight. So they have a good running back room there, too. So the Jets are going to make some, make some noise, man. They really are. Now, yeah. I, I want to move to the Ravens real quick. You know, I, I think – there are multiple reasons why this Ravens team, and I agree with you. I, I don't know about a, from a personnel point of view in terms of like additions, but just I think overall there are multiple reasons to think that this Ravens team overall is going to be better next season, especially yeah. the offense, in my opinion. But I want to hear more for, for you know for what you had to say. What what's the real biggest reason why the Ravens are going to be better next year? Well, they're going to have a different offense that's going to open this gun. That's going to be a lot more open. Uh, Todd Munkin is who I'm talking about. The Ravens new offensive coordinator. He said it himself. He said, hey, this is a new day. This is a new game. You got to spread them out. That's exactly what he did at UGA that allowed uh, Stetson Bennett to go off. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like that. So it's not strictly because you bring in Odell. Right. That helps, though. A great deal because it's not like we like Lamar has the best group of receivers he's ever had in his life. And we could date back to Louisville. You feel me? Zay Flowers grabbing him in the first round. Now, I know, you know, they've drafted Hollywood Brown and he hasn't become a top five receiver. They've drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round. He's battled the injuries. Uh, Zay Flowers, though, uh, coming here out of college, at least to me, 
was it was a better prospect than those two guys and no disrespect to them but uh Zay Flowers is going to have an immediate impact so when you put him with Rashad Bateman and with Odell Be- Beckham them as themselves you're not going to say you know what I'm saying top 10 receiver for any of them but as a collective group to put with Mark Andrews and even Isaiah Likely that's a that's a great stable of uh, wide receiver. Like we could be talking about, you know, this receiving group as one of the better groups by the middle of the season. You know, they're not gonna pass groups like the Bengals or the Dolphins or nothing like that. But you get them with, and people say because obviously I have, you know, me, I got Lamar as my MVP pick, and people are saying to me like, well, why would you say that? He hasn't done that since 2019. Well, I, well, I'm going to say, because if he did it with uh, Willie Sneed, then why not, you know, feel like he could do it with Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman? So so all of that coupled with the fact that, you know, you got a new offensive coordinator with a completely different game plan than uh, which Greg Roman had. They had a lot of trouble in the red zone. It's like they didn't know what to do when they got yep. in the red zone. As you know, the the field is a lot more confined there, and they just they could go in between the twenties, but once they get there, it's like they just shit the bed, you know. But you know, now you open up the offense, make them make the defense think a little bit. Don't run your fullbacks on wheel routes. Stop lining the fullback up in the slot on third and long, and, and you it's gonna be fine. I think Greg Roman was running the type of offense that was perfect for Lamar to get acclimated to the NFL, and he's done his job, right? And now Munkin comes in to take Lamar to the next level. I think Lamar is going to set yeah. a career high easily in pass yards. Obviously, he led the NFL in passing touchdowns a few years ago. Um, yeah. But regardless, I think that pass yards is going to go way up uh, because of Munkin's system. He's a pass-heavy guy. He, you're going to see Lamar drop back more He's going to pass the ball more, obviously, but we might might see some more extra scrambles uh, and less quarterback design runs. Those design runs are going to be there for sure because you have to use that with that's in Lamar. Yeah, I mean, you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't. Of course. Yeah. So, but dropbacks go dropbacks go up. Scrambles can go up because of it if Lamar decides to tuck it and run. You mentioned the wide receiver core. Combine that with the tight ends, including likely. Glad you mentioned him because he's somebody that you know they're gonna they're gonna be lining up in the slot for right, sure. Right. And, and, and again with Todd Munkin, we just saw him use two tight ends, Brock Bowers and mm-hmm. Darnell Washington at UGA. So it, like it's in the you know that's not even, it's bigger than the realm of possibility. It's gonna happen. Isaiah likely is a talented receiver from the tight end position. Man, it, it's gonna be fun to watch. Man, you know. Keep, keep number eight healthy, man. It's going to be something good. One interesting thing, too, that, you know, one reason this is not a, a necessarily an ad, but they basically, they're not getting new running backs, but they basically are, right? Like J.K. Dobbins and Gus <laughs> Edwards, neither were themselves last year, obviously. They're right. both coming off an ACL. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins is someone that I'm watching, man. I understand that, you know, uh, we're, we're getting like, I, I understand that Munkin is a pass heavy guy. However, this guy has never been able to get over 15 carries in, in one game. He got it one time in his entire career, Jacob mm-hmm. Dobbins. And that, that was mm-hmm. this uh, week 17 of this past season. So right. that includes, you know, that that amazing run that he had during his rookie year. He yeah. just was he just scored like a bunch of touchdowns, but he never, you know, him and Gus Edwards were kind of neck and neck in terms of attempts. So yeah. now I feel like, you know, going into next season with J.K. Dobbins fully healthy, 
Gus Edwards a little bit older. I think this backfield starts to lean in Dobbins' favor a little bit. Um, and if this offense itself is going to take a step forward, we could see Lamar. Listen, I, I don't buy the narrative that like rushing quarterbacks, you know, can never check it down to their running back. If their running back is, involved, I don't buy that narrative either. If the if the if the running back is involved in the game plan, if it's scripted in, if they if they want to target their running backs, they will. Okay, we we've seen That's it simple. before. <laughs> you know, so like J.K. Dobbins, um, you know, could see some more receiving. Uh, he could see some more work in the receiving game. Like obviously, he's not Kenny McIntosh, right? He's not. Um, my God, what's what's um? He's not James Cook, right? At Georgia, but. He, I think he has enough in him to potentially gobble up. Yeah, some and J.K. So Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, been lobbying to be the guy too. He's been vocal about that. Like, hey, you know, if you would have just let me get going, we could have did. We could have did some. You keep taking me out of the game, so you know, I think he'd be ready to go. I'm, I'm so targeting ready. him in fantasy for sure, and in that offense, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's yeah. move on to the Lions, man. Uh, obviously, another pair of running backs added there, right? Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Uh, this is going to be a more dynamic backfield. Okay, yeah. I think, you know, Montgomery, I think, is a step up, step up from Jamal Williams. And then we'll see with Jameer Gibbs, man. I think, you know, he could potentially do what DeAndre Swift was doing and, and maybe even more. Uh, yeah. But I'm interested I'm interested to see, to hear what you have to say about the Lions just overall going into next year. A team that could potentially make a serious run. Well, you see, you know, they put them as the opening game of against the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. the league is feeling like something, man. And, and, and with great reason, you know, they, uh, they finished with the winning record beating the Packers. Uh, last year in the final game that narrowly missed the playoffs. Um, So, you know, I feel like this team improved a lot. Now, someone might feel differently depending on, you know, how they feel about the combination of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Do they feel like that duo is better than Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery? I do not. I don't even, you know, really think it's close to considering the fact that Dan Campbell, the head coach, I saw this somewhere earlier uh, on on uh, social media. Uh, they brought it up how Dan Campbell wasn't the guy there who drafted DeAndre Swift. So once they drafted Jameer Gibbs, they Jameer Gibbs at twelve, like that f- fantasy people. A lot of people was pissed off about that pick, Jameer Gibbs. Them taking the them taking Gibbs at number twelve is serious business, folks. Like. We we all feel like Bijan Robinson could be a top five fantasy running back, right? All right, so Jameer Gibbs, why can't he be a top ten fantasy running back? Like I have him as my running back seven in fantasy. Jameer Gibbs, knowing he's gonna split touches with David Montgomery, that's okay. Despite what DeAndre Swift went through last year, including missing three games, being in and out the lineup. He still had 931 yards from scrimmage. This is DeAndre Swift we talking about. So imagine what a guy like Jameer Gibbs is going to bring to that offense. He had, you know, 45 catches as a junior at Alabama. That's elite uh, receiving production from the running back position as a collegiate athlete, right? Uh, elsewhere on the offense, you bring in Sam Laporta as the the move tight end, the H-back type of player who's more agile not you know not the biggest guy out there but 
They took him in the second round, um, right? I know him and Michael Mayer got picked back to back. Can't yep. remember which one went first, but yeah, Laporta went him. right. Uh, Laporta went one pick before Mayer. One Raiders. pick before Michael Mayer, right? Right. So you mentioned a little bit a while ago how they're going to be a more dynamic offense. Bringing in Sam Laporta is going to help them do do that. Bringing in Jameer Gibbs is going to help them do that. They're, those are two dynamic players at their respective positions. And then, you know, David Montgomery, he'll be there, you know, just to, you know, anger all the people who draft Jameer Gibbs when we know Jameer Gibbs is that dude. Yeah, I think it's going to be a similar situation in terms of, like, the goal line stuff. I think, you know, yeah. Jamal Williams, you know, definitely lucked into a lot of goal line opportunity. You know, I'm a Ross St. Brown falling down the one yard line was seen like 10 times this past season. Um, <laughs> but, you know, David Montgomery, he's the bigger back, man. Like Jameer Gibbs, you know, 199. He's not going to get goal line duties, but he's going to be used around the goal line, right? Like if they're at like the six yeah, yard line, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that David Montgomery is going to be on the field because, you know, he could be on the field. You could have both these guys on the field at the same time. Jameer. Jameer. Jameer Gibbs could be coming out the slot, right? He could be coming out the backfield, right? In the receiving game, there's a lot of ways that he could score points. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's extremely efficient, even you know, to start his career. Um, one guy, you know, I I keep talking about these guys that, that are that were hurt coming back, man. Jameson Williams, right? He's gonna be back too, man. Like you know, a little suspension yeah. to start the year, um, uh, but he's gonna be back for that stretch run, man. That's huge. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, just remember what type of prospect Jamison Williams was coming in last year, man. Okay, this guy was picked super early in the first round. You know, he was, you know, in that conversation with guys like Gary Wilson and Chris Olave and Drake London. Okay? Yeah, oh, yeah. And those are the top four guys. Okay, and and so we got to keep that in mind. You know, when when looking at this offense, not only is going to be going to be able to stretch the field for guys like Amara St. Brown, Sam Laporta when he gets an opportunity, uh, you know, he's going to be targeted too. Okay, and he's and him a year removed from the ACL, you know they they gave him the red shirt year pretty much like he kind of came in here and there later on in the year, but you know it didn't really matter much. Um, just I think he had like one target. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, you know, and, one catch or something like that. Like I think it was a, it was it was a touchdown, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He had the long, he so, had the deep touchdown. It'll be interesting, and I won't talk much about this dude because he was a seventh round pick. But with Jamison Williams being that having that six game suspension and they're not being a, you know, solidified number two receiver behind Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, you got Marvin Jones, you got um, Khalif Raymond, uh, Quintez Cephas out here, but uh, Antoine Green out of North Carolina, uh, seventh round pick. He's a receiver. Let's see if he could get in camp, get some reps and impress and potentially get in a rotation, especially while Jamison Williams is uh while he's on the uh pine. Very interesting, man. And you know, and you know what Detroit also added a little bit to their defense too. They got Cam Sutton on the outside. Yes, sir. They added him. Uh CJ Gardner Johnson. They also drafted mm-hmm. another uh DB in Brian Branch in the second round. So yeah. um along along with Jack Campbell. You know, these are all guys who are probably gonna be starting for them. Yeah, right? like Brian Branch starter. Jack Campbell yeah, I, starter. I'm not sure if Laporta is going to be starting. Like I see him as a situational player, especially to start the year, uh, start his career. Uh, I don't know exactly where he'll like fit, yeah. you know, in in their normal rotation. But he, he's going to see the field for sure. Like um, you, you might call him a starter. He's not going to officially start. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you know the the big personnel. He he ain't going to do that right. out out the exactly. gate. So yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, six three two forty five. I know. He, I think he's even less than that, if not mistaken. Now, but he, yeah, he, no, he, he about, yeah, he's six three two forty five. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, okay. That's yeah, yeah. Is. All right. Let's move to a – actually, were there a couple of teams? Oh, yeah, I wanted to hit on real quick, and we don't have to spend too much time on it, but the Bears and the Falcons were two other teams that I wanted to talk about real quick uh, as, as the two teams that have improved this offseason. Obviously, getting DJ Moore and getting Justin Fields, that, like, legit number one wide receiver was huge, right? So they're going to have, you know, DJ Moore. They're going to have Chase Claypool. They have Darnell Mooney. Um, so this is going to be an interesting wide receiver trio. I think this is, a, you know, a very solid trio. I would yeah. say, you know, I'm not the biggest Claypool fan, but like him as like a number one, number three wide receiver, I think he would, if I had to choose where he would line up, it would probably be like as a big, as a big slot. Exactly. Yeah, he, that's, he kind, that's what I like as well. Um, So th- that's really good for Justin Fields in this game. The offensive line, man, low key improved this offseason as well. They, they got Darnell right, obviously, in the first yep. round. Um, Nate Davis also joining, you know, out of Tennessee. He's a guard that could fill that interior line. So that was one of the concerns that the, Bear, the Bears had, and they fill in a couple holes there. So offensive line, solid. I think their their backfield, I think, remains solid even after losing yeah. David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, you know, they yeah. got yeah. This is good. Probably you know even better. Yeah, they got Roshan, and they also um, they got Deontay Foreman, right? So yeah. it's like, you know, and they already obviously had Khalil Herbert. So you know, this is a solid rotation, I would say. I don't know if all, I, I don't know if Deontay Foreman, you know, I think he would be the third guy out of all these guys. We'll see how Roshan does. I, I'm a fan of his. We'll see, but it's going to be interesting. You know, you, you have anything else to say about the Bears at all? Nah, just like you know, good good offense, good offense. It'll be uh, from a football standpoint. It'll be tough to get into those running backs as far as fantasy goes, because uh, mm-hmm. you just never know when the rookie get his true shot in speed. I mean, Foreman coming off a career high year, over nine hundred rushing yards. Like he did work on a bad Panthers team with sure. with some bad quarterback play. Uh, well, not you know, just inconsistent quarterback play. I hate calling mm-hmm. players bad, but. Um, yeah, so I mean, he gonna he gonna he gonna battle. They gonna battle it out. But overall, this is all just all put together to be something great to help Justin Fields and help him take that next jump, especially yeah. in the passing game. You you mentioned the Panthers, like the offensive line played really well last year, man. Um, you know, especially in the run game. You know, I think that's something to look out for with Miles Sanders because they have all those guys returning this year. Um, so that'll be interesting to see, you know, how Miles Sanders can take advantage of that situation, um, yeah, yeah. even though the offense, you know, might not be as good. Um, also, the Falcons, man, low key. You know, <laughs> you know, Desmond Ritter, like we'll see what he ends up being, but they have a little insurance policy in Taylor Heineke just in case, you know. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think we'll and, see him like that. We'll see, man. Like, you know, I think oh. it really depends, man. I think. If Ritter can obviously this is going to be a run first offense, right? Obviously, like yeah. they, they drafted Bijan super early, and it's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. He's he, I think he's going to get the Derrick Henry treatment, right? Like you know, we've seen this coach use like that a player like getting thirty carries a game, you know that that, sort of thing. that I don't know, Faraz. That I don't know just because of uh, you know, but but it's like, what can I? I I don't I don't trust Arthur Myth. Nothing he say. He could very maybe he's saying Bijan. Well, you know he's more than a running back. Well, yeah, we know he That's has true. more. We we know he has more of those skills. But maybe he's saying that to throw us off, and maybe he will get Derrick Henry in this offense. You know, I, I but think I think I think I, he's too good to just be used like that. 
I, I agree. I agree. And, and that's kind of what I'm like in terms of like this offense is going to be Bijan focused. Like, I don't think he's going to necessarily get like 30 carries a game. Right. I, I understand what you're saying there, but you know, being used in the passing game, right? Like I can see 30 touches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I could totally yeah, he'll see have that, some games, you know? especially if, if he's going and he, the one who wearing the defense down, uh, yeah, why not, man? The, the, the I would, I, I don't want that to happen though, because you have somebody like Tyler Algier there, right? Who is a good running back. Um, and I would, I would have loved, I would love to see, even though I'm a fantasy guy or whatever, and like I want to see like the, as many touches as I can from a, from an RB one. At the same time, it's like that's not necessary, in my opinion. You know, it's like if What's you keep Bijan, I don't think it's necessary to give Bijan like. 80% of the touches because you have somebody no, it's like not. Algier. I don't think that'll happen. Who, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Algier, I think Algier is good enough where, yeah. you know, he could potentially be a one B. I just don't know if it's going to happen because of the fact that they drafted him so high that That's like, all right, well right. now, now we're going to, we're going to use the dude because it, otherwise it might not justify us drafting a running back at eight. Yeah. Well, you figure, you know, Jameer Gibbs went at 12 they not about to run him into the ground. That's um, for sure. You know, so I, you know, I don't know if I call it a one A one B, but it'll be like a, a one in a really nice two. Right. <laughs> you two. know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, the Falcons. You know, they also added Jesse Bates at safety. You know, I think they're they have a lot of young talent, right? Obviously, Kyle Pitts, Drake London getting better. Um, so we'll see, man. Desmond Ritter. You know, he's going to have a little bit of, of an opportunity. He doesn't have to do much, I think. I think he just got to kind of keep the offense moving, right? Uh, that, like, you know, game manager type of type of player. That's what he, his expectations would be, at least. And if he, if he can't even do that, then I could see a situation where Heineke does end up coming in, especially if the Falcons have, have opportunities to, to win games. I think they will, man. I really do, because their offensive line is also really good. You know, um, and, and, and I feel like if we see Taylor Heineke, if we see Taylor Heineke, the Falcons is in trouble. I feel mm. like the Falcons will be in trouble if we see Taylor Heineke. Um, Arthur Smith had uh, some success going to the ASC championship with, with his run formula, with uh, with Derrick Henry having Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. I say this I think that at some point. We're gonna be putting Desmond Ritter in some fantasy lineups. We're gonna be putting Desmond because he because remember he got the Russian he got the Russian element to his game too as well. Got a speed, little bit of it. run a four or five right, and then it's just like you you have all of these nice young weapons around Bijan, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. It was like last year when everyone was talking about like Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. They could both do all this. Well, who gonna throw him the ball? Who mm-hmm. gonna throw the ball? Start the guy who throwing him the ball too. So I think we might see some Desmond Ritter fantasy talk, uh, you know, at some point here soon. I, I like that. I mean, you know, at the end of the year, we did see you know a little bit of something uh, in Ritter, and when he was coming out, you know, like he he was like I would probably have co- I think I coined him the most pro ready. Uh, NFL quarterback in last year's class, even though last year's class wasn't amazing, but still, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. You know what what happens this year. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 